Hello Techies, this is Miguelina Betty, aka Catwoman from Tech Valor, and welcome to my live stream. Hey! <laughs> so just uh, wanted to say hi to those who've already come in here. Spectacular Gadgets, my tech twin, she says I'm here, hey! Heroic Vision said, good evening, just in time for the stream. Welcome, welcome. Shay, the queen of Steel Nature Kennedy, good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. So I got a few articles and stuff and even an article that I wrote today and uh, we'll get into that. Um, I just wanted it to show the goodies that uh, Team Pixel sent me. So they sent me some socks. It says, I'm feeling lucky. They're so cute. Can't wait to try them out. And also a throw, uh, not throw pillow, a throw blanket very cute and then also some juice and chips i already ate the chips and i gave the juice to my daughter so i can't show it but i did post it on twitter so you guys can check it out hello barry johnson welcome welcome and uh, so first and foremost, I just wanted it to toot my own horn. I actually made three videos this week. Uh, two of them were case videos for the iPhone series. And one of them was an unboxing of the iPhone 11. Sorry, not 11. Why don't know why I said that? The iPhone 14 Pro Max. <laughs> um, it belongs to my husband, uh, Mr. Catwoman. And he let me unbox it. I also set up a screen protector for it and showed off one of the cases that would go best with the Whitestone Dome. So I did put a link in the description to those three videos. Check them out. Welcome, Oh Yeah Beats. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, so now that I've tooted my own horn, um, I wanted it to go over uh, tech in the media today and what we're gonna go over is demolition man go ahead and set this up over here it's a pretty cool movie um, i watched it today so uh savage scientist programming recommended the 1993 action comedy demolition man set in the futuristic date of 2032 have you seen this movie if not, you can watch it on Hulu with Stars subscription, or you can pay $2.99 on Amazon Prime or YouTube. So that's where you could check it. And I have to say the quality of the movie was really good um, as far as HD. So it's HD and it was made in 1993, but on my uh, 4K 85 inch TV, it looked like the movie was made now. Like that's how clear it was. Like I could see the stubbles and the wrinkles and everything like that on the on the people's faces it was it was really good quality so i definitely recommend that you watch it on your tv if you get, if you have the chance <clears throat> so there's a lot of predictions this movie gets right about technology unfortunately i couldn't find a good article that focuses on all of them but i did find a youtube video that you can check out after the stream anywho i wrote an article that covers 10 tech predictions so let's get into it. Number one, self-driving cars. 
in 2021, San Francisco began autonomous taxi cars within the uh, with the all-electric Jaguar I-Pace and Waypoint Company. In 2019, Waymo One partnered with Lyft for a commercial self-driving ride-hailing service in the Metro Phoenix area. Dalamer, the parent company of Mercedes-Benz and Freightliner Trucks, has tested their automated trucks since 2014. While there haven't been any fully autonomous cars outside of commercial use, I suspect the public that the public will be able to purchase one by 2032. Number two, voice commands. So Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, Apple Siri, and Samsung Bixby lead the way in voice controls, not only with smart homes, but with cars, appliances, TVs, gaming consoles, and more. In the movie, the voice controls are so smart that you don't need to say the wake word in order to activate them. So could this mean that one will reign supreme in the, supreme in the future? Only time will tell. Number three, human biometric implants. In 1998, Professor Kevin Warwick, director of cybernetics at the University of Reading in the UK, was the first human to have an implant. He declined to reveal the chip manufacturer, but Warwick did disclose that its use was for a commercial product. The chip's function had a self-identifying information when scanned by a specific PC. In 2020, WalletMore's chip was the first manufacturer to implant to make an implant for the public. Used as payment method anywhere NFC is accepted, it is compatible with all central banks. Number four, cryo-freezing. So in the movie, incarcerated humans live out their sentence via cryo-freeze. We currently cannot freeze born humans, but we have the technology to freeze fertilized embryos that successfully become humans without any adverse effects. In addition, stem cell, tissues, and some organs can be frozen and revived to save lives. Number five, video conferencing. In the movie, each person had a seat with a display representing them for the meeting. Though video conferencing doesn't look like that today, it still predicts a function we can't seem to live without during the pandemic. Thanks to broadband internet and high-speed cellular connection, companies like Zoom, Google Meet, Microsoft Teams, and Apple FaceTime thrive. As a result, we can connect with groups of people face-to-face -face in an instant. Number six, smart tablets. To name the various tech companies that produce smart tablets nowadays would be a long list. However, tablets are so commonplace they even have specific ones to entertain babies. In Demolition Man, the tablet bezels are so huge it looks like a pixel like a like a picture frame. Number 8, instructional videos. In 2032, violent crime was so uncommon that police officers had to refer to an instructional video on how to apprehend a perp. While that is not the case now, we do live in a video information age where the movie foresaw it to be true. On YouTube, there's even an instructional video on how to use the space bar. Number nine. CCTV with facial recognition. 
In Demolition Man, cameras successfully identified dead bodies, who they were, and the person who committed the crimes. In 2018, China announced that it could accurately ID its 1.4 billion citizens in just one second using CCTV. However, it still needs humans to review the footage of crimes and piece together the story. Number 10, Taco Bell wins the food wars. In the movie, there was a food franchise war where the winner, Taco Bell, now supplies all the food in the fictional city. Our food war during the pandemic put many small restaurants out of business while franchisees that delivered contactless food survived. In Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, there is a contactless Taco Bell. It's a two-story building where the food is prepared at the top and then there's a drive-through at the bottom. The order is sent down a chute just like something from the Jetsons. There's more technological predictions in Demolition Man that I don't have time to go over, like GPS, virtual sex, tech addictions, chat box that help build your self-esteem and more. I want to thank Savage Scientists again for recommending this movie. I highly recommend it to you guys. Even if you haven't seen it, watch it again. Oh, actually, I did miss one. Number seven. Number seven, profanity bans and censorship. <laughs> so in the movie, every curse word costs a credit that you need to pay for. On YouTube, profanity and sensitive topics can cause your videos a demonetized status. So tread lightly when you want to, if you want to see those sweet AdSense payments. So yeah, that's what I wrote about Demolition Man. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Welcome, Kenny Man. Yes, good evening. Welcome, Uno Nice. Welcome, Trisha Lynn. Yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> Savage Scientist, welcome. Yes, thank you so much for recommending me this movie. It was really good. I'm actually going to watch it again. Um, my daughters want to see it. And yeah, so we're going to watch it again. It's going to be great. Jason, welcome to the chat. Hello, hello. Bob and Bordino, welcome to the chat. He says that he'll have to watch that movie. Yes, I highly recommend it. Yeah, definitely check it out. Shan's Tales, hi. Oh, you say you don't eat Taco Bell? Well, they haven't won the food war as far as taking over all the food that is supplied around the United States. So you're still good, you have choices. <laughs> Oh, you do remember that movie? Yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I watched it on YouTube today. I watched it earlier today on YouTube. I paid the $2.99 for it and definitely didn't regret it. It was a great, great movie. All right, next thing that I want to talk about is actually a video from a YouTube creator. Uh, Barry Johnson actually shared this with me. It's a video called New LTE Rotary Cell Phone. So it's a cell phone, but it's a rotary phone at the same time, and it works. Um, it was created by Justine Hopp, and um, she's a relatively small creator. So check it out. Um, she's actually selling this device. She is she created it down to the gears and everything using a 3d printer 
And she said that she doesn't know how to write code, but she actually wrote the code herself so that you can uh, put programmable telephone numbers. So if you dial a one, it'll dial, it'll, it's basically like a, uh, what they call those again, uh, not a call book, an address book. It's basically like an address book or like a Rolodex, right? And it's really, really good. So um, I definitely recommend that you guys check that out. And I appreciate Barry Johnson for sharing that with me as well. Um, I left the link to her video um, in the description and the show notes. So Savage Scientist said, uh, 1983 called and they say, where's my phone? <laughs> yeah, basically, it is a blast from the past. But for those who are feeling nostalgic or just want to have something like as a collection or something that's unique, um, definitely check it out and see if you want to purchase it. You do have to be on a waiting list in order to get it. So it's not like you're going to get it right away but it is something that you can purchase from her and she makes it all herself handmade. Chantel says, I feel old. I know what a Rolodex is. Well, imagine how I feel too. <laughs> hey, welcome holla at your boy. Welcome, welcome. All right. So next is an article um, by the New York Times. It's titled YouTube dislike button rarely shift recommendations researchers say. So new research from Mozilla shows YouTube users have little control over what is recommended to them. For YouTube viewers dissatisfied with the videos the platform has recommended to them, pressing the dislike button may not make a big difference according to a new research report. YouTube has said users have numerous ways to indicate that they disapprove the content and do not want to watch similar videos. But all of those controls are relatively ineffective, researchers at the Mozilla Foundation said in a report published on Tuesday. The result was that the users continued receiving unwanted recommendations on YouTube, the world's largest video site. Researchers found that YouTube's dislike button reduced similar unwanted recommendations only by 12% according to the report titled, Does This Button Work? Pressing Don't Recommend This Channel was 43% effective in reducing unwanted recommendations. Pressing Not Interested was 11% effective and removing a video from one's watch history was 29% effective. The researchers analyzed more than 567 million YouTube videos recommendations with help from 22,700 participants. They used a tool, Regret Reporter, that Mozilla developed to study YouTube's recommendation algorithm. It collected data on participants' experiences on the platform, but the participants were not representative of all YouTube users because they voluntarily downloaded the tool. Jesse McCroskey, one of the researchers who conducted the study, said YouTube should be more transparent and give users more influence over what they see. 
Maybe we should actually respect human autonomy and dignity here and listen to what people are telling us instead of just stuffing down their throats whatever we think they're going to eat, Mr. Krosky said in the interview. Google defended its recommendation system. Our controls do not filter out entire topics or viewpoints as this could have negative effects for viewers like creating echo chambers. Elena Hernandez, a spokeswoman for YouTube, said in a statement, Mozilla's report does not take into account how our systems actually work and therefore it's difficult for us to glean many insights. YouTube also said its own survey had shown that users were generally satisfied with the recommendations they saw and that the platform has tried not to prevent recommendations of all content related to a topic, opinion, or speaker. The company also said it was looking to collaborate with more academic researchers under its researcher program. Uh, one research participant asked YouTube on January 17 not to recommend content like a video about a cow trembling in pain, which included an image of a discolored hoof. On March 15, the user received a recommendation for a video titled, There Was Pressure Building in This Hoof, which again included a graphic image of, of the end of the cow's leg. Other examples of unwanted recommendations included videos of guns, violence from the war in Ukraine and Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News. The researchers also detailed an episode of a YouTuber of a YouTube user expressing disapproval of a video called A Grandma Ate Cookie Dough for Lunch Every Week. This is what happened to her bones. For the next three months, the user continued seeing recommendations for similar videos about what happened to people's stomach, livers, and kidneys after they consumed various items. Eventually, it always comes back, one user said. Ever since it developed a recommendation system, YouTube has shown each user a personalized version of the platform that surfaces videos its algorithm determine viewers want to see based on past viewing behaviors and other variables. The site has been scrutinized for sending people down rabbit holes of misinformation and political extremism. On July 2021, Mozilla published research that found that YouTube had recommended 71% of videos that participants had featured misinformation, hate speech, and other unsavory content. YouTube has said its recommendation system relies on numerous signals and is constantly evolving, so providing transparency about how it works is not as easy as listing a formula. A number of signals build on each other to help inform our system about what you find satisfying, clicks, watch times, survey responses, sharings, likes and dislikes. Christos Goodrow, a vice president of engineering at YouTube, wrote in a corporate blog post last September. Yep, so that is YouTube. So I noticed that for me, I don't use the dislike button at all. If I watch a video I don't like, I just make sure not to watch it all the way through. Or if I read the title or check out the thumbnail, I just make sure to pass over it. Um, but I do use do not recommend this channel. And that seems to work, but it does come back again. Like that person did in three months. I noticed that in three months, 
the same person was recommended to me again. So it is very frustrating. And another frustration that I have with YouTube is that I feel like there's no new content. Um, I, I keep getting recommended the same videos over and over again. Doesn't matter how old or new they are. It feels like, is there just not any content on YouTube to begin with? It's very, very frustrating. Um, let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. So Jeff Hales, welcome. Blessings. Thank you so much for the blessings. Chantel said, oh my God, this is horrible. Um, Tech for your knees said, hello, folks. Hello, hello. Um, Shan said, absolutely. Spectacular guy just said, facts. Oh, Bradley. Welcome, welcome, island boy. <laughs> Good evening. Yeah, so... That's the experience that I have been having with YouTube. I wonder if you guys have been having that experience again. I think that's why I go to TikTok because I'm not getting recommended the same videos over and over again. There's always something new. Um, so even if I like something, it's not recommended to me again. But I feel like I've already watched this. Like I'll see obviously the bottom, there's like that red line showing that I've already watched the video. It's being recommended to me again. I'm like, uh, why is this happening so um i am glad that mozilla did this uh research because i feel that it's very very true and i hope that they that they continue to do it and other independent researchers does because youtube is not listening so you know that's that's kind of annoying it feels like i'm in an echo chamber so that's why i i probably go to youtube once maybe twice a day I spend most of my time on TikTok. I know that TikTok is kind of like, gets a bad rap right now, but as far as entertainment, it's doing pretty good. I wonder if a lot of people are leaving the platform and you know, if that's what's happening. Oh yeah, Beat says, sounds like a systematic problems with perhaps their code. Yeah, it does. Especially if you dislike something and it's only effective 12%. Especially since YouTube encourages you to, to use the dislike button. When you click on the dislike button, it says, oh, feedback is being sent to this creator. I guess that was a lie. <laughs> I guess they're probably just saying that just to make you feel satisfied. Like if you actually did something when it's not really doing anything. I think probably that's also a reason why YouTubers say... Yeah, go ahead and dislike the button because engagement is engagement is engagement. Little do we know you're being shown that same video again, even though you disliked it. Tech for your niece said, the reason to recommend you that channel after three months is to make sure you'll still like it, the channel. And um, I noticed that what happens is that it's usually a big channel, one that like a video that has like millions of views um but if i don't like something there's steps it's it's not like i just chose it by mistake right you actually have to say yes so the redundancy is annoying barry says he totally agrees that there is a glitch in the system 
Shan said, yes, I'm always getting recommendations of videos I've already watched and rarely anything new. Yeah, I think I think YouTube is not being honest about just how many creators are actually creating new content on the platform. Savage Scientist said, yes, YouTube does not care. Yeah, they're like, hit that button. It doesn't matter. We're going to send it to you again. <laughs> Shan said, I like TikTok. Even started making them. Oh, cool. Awesome. Congratulations. That's nice. Bradley said, TikTok has that fun factor unlocked. Yep, it definitely does. Savage Scientist said, I wish I could publish a white paper on YouTube algorithm. I know there's one out there, but it's old. Hey, if you got the time, do it. I would read it. Spectacular Gadget said, I tried TikTok, but it just doesn't do anything for me. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, we like what we like, right? Oh yeah, Beat said, sadly, they will continue to push big creators' materials because of the money invested. Yeah, yeah. But they, what they don't understand is that more people would create videos on the platform if smaller creators are being pushed. But they don't look at it that way. It's sad. All right, moving on to the next topic. YouTubers crash card to test if iPhone 14 emergency feature. Um, crash detection is the latest iPhone. iPhone is the latest iPhone will call emergency services for you if the in the event of a car crash. So then there's like a GIF of the car crashing into a bunch of other cars to test out if it works. So you can now get your hands on Apple's latest iPhone, the iPhone 14. Oh, I was not sure of my screen. Sorry, guys. All right, here we go. And I can show you guys that GIF of the car crashing. Bam, whammo. And I also shared the link to the full YouTube video. It's about six minutes uh, for you guys to check it out as well. So you can now get your hands on Apple's latest iPhone, the iPhone 14, which comes with a bevy of slight better features than the than the last iPhone 4, than the last iPhone. But there's a new one. There's one new feature that stands out: crash detection, and it might just save your life. That is, if it works. Crash detection is now available on the iPhone 14 and the new Apple Watch. Here's how it works. Um, so um, the, I, the 14 also includes the new crash detection technology, which Apple also integrated into the new Apple Watch. The feature levers, leverages the phone's gyroscope sensor and machine learning to detect if you've been in a car accident and automatically calls emergency services to your location while also notifying your emergency contacts. To find out if the iPhone can really detect car crashes, the interpret YouTube channel Tech Racks decided to crash a remote control Mercury Grand Marquis into a pile of less identifiable parts of rust and burnt out vehicles. The channel posted its findings on YouTube this week and the results are in. 
If you tape an iPhone 14 to the headrest of a Mercury Grand Marquise and crash that car into things, the crash detection feature seems to work. Is it science? Not really. The post says video was filmed in a safe and controlled environment, but it seems to just be a field with other discarded vehicles in it. There aren't any rescue vehicles should something go wrong and the car doesn't seem to and the car does seem to veer off track a few times. Also, is that a skateboard being used as part of the remote driving rig? But this is the kind of fun, interesting and destructive experiments that make for entertaining YouTube viewing. Tech Racks, a remarkable 7.6 million subscribers have watched these folks drop an iPhone 13 Pro down a 150 foot waterfall and an iPhone 6S into a lava flow. Why? Why not? It may look like a couple of boys having fun crashing things into the field, but there's almost an absurdistic artistic value to putting these expensive objects we've come to overvalue and depend on in such extreme scenarios. I'm here for it. Well, with this goes without saying, um, obviously, don't try this at home, y'all, because this is very, very dangerous. And because there's a lot of risk involved. Um, I saw the full video, and it does look like at the first time there's no one in the car, but the second time there is somebody actually driving the car. So it's not something that is like, you know, autonomously done. And like I said, I shared a link to the YouTube video so that you guys can check it out. Let's see what y'all had to say in the comments. Shan said TikTok now allows 10 minute videos. Yes, it does. So they're, they're coming after that longer form content and I'm actually here for it. I do watch the 10 minute long videos as well. Savage Scientist said, Grand Marquise, LOL. <laughs> oh yeah, Beat said, LOL Savage, the tank. Bradley said, Crash Detection was first introduced on Android 12, but we didn't see anyone doing this. Well, I guess we, the algorithm didn't think it was that popular because it wasn't Apple. Spectacular guy just says, doesn't Pixel have something similar? I know it does have SOS, but I don't know if it has crash, de crash detection. I haven't noticed, I haven't seen that feature on there. Shan said, what if you have a phone on a console that just slams and breaks really hard and the phone flies on the floor? Not sure, to, not sure about this. Well, after it happens, there's like a 10 second delay after the crash. And then 10 seconds after that, it starts to dial 911. So um, you have about 20 seconds to stop it from actually calling emergency services. I don't know if that's enough time after falling off of a console or something like that. Bradley said, don't try this on the road. Yeah, exactly. Don't try this on the road. <laughs> Spectacular guy just says, I was just thinking the same thing. Yep.
All right, on to the next article. So Lenexa Police Department using new technology to send text messages after 911 calls. The message could include the status of officer on the way to the call, how to prepare for arriving officers, and the case number of the report. And there's like a picture example of what that looks like. So Lenexa Police Department is using new technology to keep people safe. It's called Spitter Tech and Lenexa is one of the first departments in the country to use it. The technology sends text messages to some callers after they talk to a 911 dispatcher. The messages could include the status of officers on the way to the call, how to prepare for arriving officers, and the case number of the report. Danny Chavez, the public information officer for Lenexa Police, said he hopes this will improve the customer service experience for callers. We think it'll be a positive thing just in terms of police communication with individuals again, enhancing the customer service experience, Chavez said. We know that if someone's calling us, it's probably already a bad day to begin with. He said the text messages will take the burden off of individuals to reach out to the department since they will have resources sent to them to their phone. Messages won't be sent in all cases in case the phone ends up in the wrong hands. We don't want to be sending them messages when they might be trying to call discreetly, Chavez said. They may be in a situation where they focus their focus needs to be on getting to a safe place or getting away from a dangerous individual. The program costs $17,000 a year. The money for the program is coming out of the budget of the police department. The messages are, are all automated, but you can unsubscribe from them. Um, our dispatchers or our personnel aren't having to go through any extra steps to send this message. Chavez says it doesn't require any extra legwork and that's it I wonder how is it that they know if somebody's making a call discreetly I wonder if there's like a drop down menu that says this call is for safety reasons and then the text doesn't go out I wonder how it automatically knows not to send out the text message. And I hope that it doesn't, you know, like somebody doesn't have their phone silent and they're hiding somewhere and it goes bloop, 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 there's a text message. So those are one of the things to be that I, I'm seemingly worried about. Hey, Easy Computer Solutions, welcome to the stream. Hey. So Bradley said, at Spectacular Gadgets, yes, the Pixel has crash detection. Okay, cool. Thank you for confirming that, Bradley. Shan said, not enough time. If it flies on the floor, if it flies to the floor on the other side, I'm done. Well, yeah, let's hope that you're not in that predicament. <laughs> if not, you'll be getting a text message from the Alexa Police Department. <laughs> are you okay is everything good 
Bradley said crash detection is in the safety settings. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Chantel says this sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah, it definitely is, especially um, when you don't have to call back to get the the number, uh, your case number, and who was the person that you talked to. Because especially if you if you're in distress, it's hard to remember those types of things. And who even thinks about actually writing down the information while you're talking to the officer or anything like that? Uh, you like that little joke there, huh, Shan? <laughs> All right, moving on to our last article. So FTC wants to protect gig workers from unfair or deceptive algorithms. The agency also hopes to tackle pay issues and collusion. So the Federal Trade Commission is making its own bid to protect gig workers against exploitation. The regulator has adopted a policy statement detailing how it will tackle gig workers' problems. The FTC plans to step in when there are misrepresentations misrepresentations about pay, cost, benefits, and work terms. Officials also expect to intervene with unfair or deceptive algorithms, harsh contracts, and anti-competitive behaviors such as wage fixing and monopoly creating mergers. The commission said the classification of workers wouldn't affect enforcement, so companies can't avoid repercussions by classifying people as contractors instead of employees. Violators may have to pay fines and change their practices, and the FTC could partner with other government bodies, such as the Justice Department, a National Labor Relations Board, to address issues. There are gaps. It could be difficult for the FTC to prove algorithm-driven abuse, for instance, and it's not clear which non-contractual restraints might hurt workers' freedom of movement. However, this could still serve as a warning to gig companies that might hide steep operation costs, fight unionization efforts, or collude with rivals to keep wages low. The FTC isn't alone in hoping to improve the lot of gig workers. A bipartisan measure in Congress introduced to the House and Senate this February is meant to provide uh, portable benefits to gig workers. Last year, the Labor Department revoked the rule that made it harder to protect those those workers' labor rights. States and cities have also filed lawsuits and otherwise taken efforts to bolster working conditions. However, the FTC's uh, policy provides an extra nationwide safeguard that might further discourage attempts to exploit the gig economy. Yeah, I actually read an article last week where the state of California was suing Amazon, stating that Amazon Um, basically messed up their economy and um, they messed it up in a way where also people are getting paid less money than normal so when they say that cities are you know taking 
their initiative they really are and it's a good thing that the ftc is stepping in to see what's going on with collusions actual pay things like that savage scientist said lyft and uber being guilty of most of these infractions yep they have and you have first knowledge of that because you've worked for uber and i think you've worked for lyft too right savage Brian came in. He said, TDIF. Yes, thank goodness it's Friday. Savage said, Uber and Lyft destroy the taxi businesses. Yeah, they're basically the taxi business right now. Um, but those are not the only type of gig economies as well. There's, you know, food driving, assistant work, um, driving deliveries to people through Amazon, things like that. Shan said, I saw on the news that a woman Lyft driver was robbed at gunpoint in ATL. So they have a lot to be afraid of. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't hear about that, but that is very scary, especially driving at night. Uh, yeah, you can encounter some unsavory people. I hope that that woman was okay. You could always get stuff back, but, you know, you can't get a person back. Yep, so these were all of my articles for today. Um, and I think I've spoken on everything that I need to say. I think you guys have as well. I do appreciate you guys, you know, hanging out with me um, in this live stream and checking out these little techie things. I hope that you guys find value in them. Um, and I hope that you guys like the first article that I've written um, about Demolition Man. Yep. Oh, Shan said that she was and Atlanta PD look, looking into it. Okay. All right. Well, at least they're looking into it. So I'm going to be over at Holla at Your Boys stream. I'll put a link in the chat. Savage Scientist said this was a great stream. Spectacular Guy just says I find value in the stream. Yay. I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. So this is the part where I say goodbye. I don't have like anything clever to say or anything like that. It's up saying goodbye. I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. And I'll catch you guys on the next stream. Later. Tech Valor. Tech Valor.